Welcome to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Indeed they did. Welcome again to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander and Bunker to France. I still am. As still is. And uh, Todd Roberts has just gotten home and just got hooked up. And he's rushing. And pouring himself a drink. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not Russian. I'm from America. Oh. Uh, and we're here have all you, week. Have sir. you been talking to Bud? It sounds like something that he's our, our guest today I, is uh, Bud. I have been talking to Bud. Our guest today is Bud Edgar. He's a, uh, a trick roper. He's a cowboy comedian, cowboy poet, uh, a bunch of other cowboy things, and we'll be getting to him in just a moment. But first, Bunker, you've got some housekeeping stuff. Yes, I do. First of all, I want to let everybody know that this, I didn't really realize this, but today is Three Kings Day. Okay. Now, if you don't know what Three Kings Day is, it's probably the last of the Christmas holidays. And it has to do with the arrival of the three wise men. Uh, and this is big. It's a big holiday down in Mexico. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, with the goodies for the kids and everything. And Melchor and Gaspar and Balthasar, you know, they show up and bring all the goodies for the baby Jesus. And anyway, according to the tradition, these three wise men were wise, powerful, and noble. And... Uh, they, they just, it's kind of a neat tradition that I wasn't really aware of. Now, moving on, I've got some birthdays because I, like I like to acknowledge the fact that some of the people I like and respect were born. Uh, on January 9th in 1925, Lee Van Cleef was born. Yeah. You know, snarly Lee Van Cleef. <laughs> now, really important is on January 6th in 1880, Tom Mix was born. You bet. Not as horses Tony or Old Blue. They were born many years later. Uh, and on uh, January 7th in 1964, which makes him a virtual baby, Nicholas Cage was born. Now, the reason I mention that is because today his uh, Western movie, The Old Way, is being released in a limited, uh, which I guess means a few a few theaters and whatever. Anyhow. So anyway, good luck, Nick. I hope you have a good movie and you make tons of money. Mm-hmm. And I got one last thing here, and this has to do. This is a, this is a memorial. Uh, Laura Lynch, she passed away here a few days ago. Uh, if you don't recognize the name, she was one of the Dixie Chicks, mm-hmm. and she died in a fatal crash not far from Dell City, Texas, where her folks and family is from. Anyhow, just to give you some background on her, she played upright bass and later became lead singer with the Chicks recorded three albums, Thank Heavens for Dale Evans in 1990, Little Old Cowgirl in 1992, and should have told you that a year later. Uh, she left the band in 93, and this is just for those of you that uh, have got a, a knot in your knickers for the Dixie Chicks. She wasn't <laughs> with the Chicks. In 1995, she was replaced by Natalie Maines, and she's the one who uh, blew open her mouth about... Uh, <laughs> President Bush, and it's funny because Bruce Ash on Inside Track wasn't uh-huh. going to acknowledge her because he thought that was, it was her. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. anyhow, we'll, <laughs> we'll set the record straight. And I also, as a closing thing, at uh, one year down at the uh, Sonoida Rodeo, 
when they start to sh- start the rodeo, they always that play the national anthem. Mm-hmm. That particular year, the track they played was by the Dixie Chicks. Mm-hmm. That is the best version of the national anthem I've ever heard. Wow! It's one of those things you hear it and you want to go out and buy a record. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, that's that's everything I got to say. Well, so you I'll, you so ought I'll to, go home now. You ought to know something about today. What about today? Back in 1912, I realize this is before you were born. But well, my dad was born in 1912. But so was mine. Uh, yeah. They might have been brothers. They, didn't know it. You know, it's a possibility. On this day in 1912, your state, New Mexico, is admitted to the Union. As well, so the 47, was Arizona. As the 47th state. It Arizona be. was admitted to the Union on the 14th of February of 1912. They were there. Two were supposed to go together, but I think there were still some. Arizona did some some old west o- old west shenanigans. Yes, going. yes. <laughs> they were getting back. They were getting back at New Mexico because everybody knows that Arizona was part of New Mexico. That, well, well, except I, for Joe Dyer. Exactly. And he's probably still trying to he, argue. He's that. talking. To, he's trying to tell <laughs> Peter at the pearly gates. He won't let him in until he admits it's part of the state. To spark the new year in 1878, Bat Masterson took office as sheriff of Ford County, Kansas. Bill Tilgman was his uh, appointed deputy. Bill Tilgman was? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's the Ed Masterson, man ever. I know. Ed, well, not necessarily. Ed uh, Masterson, uh, uh, Bat's uh, older brother. That's when he got it. Is uh, the city marshal in Dodge. A position that Tilgman will hold in 1884. These are the days before mm. Matt Dillon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Dillon. Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, let's uh, get on with uh, our guest. Oh, we do have a guest, don't we? He probably fell asleep. No, nah, he didn't. Nah. I hope not. Bud Edgar, all the way up in uh, Canada, uh, from, from Calgary, up in uh, the province of Alberta. Bud, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, and I appreciate this. I was having phone trouble. Hopefully this party line, ha-ha, will be okay. We're just getting telephones here in Canada now, you know that. Oh, I see. Uh-huh. These are the jokes. These are the jokes, gentlemen. They killed Vaudeville. Let me start out by I'd like to shout out to all my friends and fans that are turning into this show here, and I hope that both of them enjoy this show. <laughs> well, they'll, they'll join both of our fans, and they'll, they'll have a, a quorum of four. Some of them lost a bet, and they had to listen to it. I oh, guess, man, yes. well, well, bummer, bummer, bummer. So uh, you're up in, uh, in Canada country there, Calgary Stampede. That is... That's Con- classic. That is considered to be, I don't know if it's the oldest or one of the oldest rodeos in uh, North America or perhaps the world. It's probably the biggest in the world. Well, now. certainly, well, certainly were, the biggest. And you were talking 1912, and that's when it started. Yeah. And actually, that was the, the first year they had it, and that was also the year the Titanic sank in April yep. of that year. Yep. And it was started by two American trick ropers, George Guy Wiedek, who was known mm-hmm. as Guy Wiedek from Rochester, New York, and Grace Maud Benzel, known as Florence, or Flores Ledoux, from Montevideo, Minnesota. They were both, uh, they convinced four businessmen in Calgary here, who they called the Big Four, A.J. McLean, Patrick Burns, A.E. Cross, and George Lane, to put up 100000 to stage the first stampede huh. in 1912. The Stampede became an annual event in 1923. Plus, that year, Guy Wiedek introduced chuck wagon races. The Calgary Stampede is now an annual 10-day exhibition festival held every July. It attracts over a million people. 
in 10 days and features one of the world's largest rodeos. It is, yeah. In 1908, the Calgary Stampede was in, introduced into the Pro Rodeo Hall of Fame. Not too bad, eh? No, no. No, we love it. We love it. And, you know, I just, it's, I just, because we were saying we're old, and I know that the Prescott Rodeo is old, because yeah. that's 1800. There's several in 1800, but the Prescott is the oldest continuing. Because right. there's one other that's actually old. I'm not sure Calgary's the oldest, uh, but I I know that the guy Whitty could been at other rodeos, and he had also worked for uh, Will Rogers and his Follies with his wife Laura mm-hmm. do and mm-hmm. he uh, worked for the 101 Wild West Show and all these different vaudeville things back in the day. And he come up here and uh, wanted to uh, see what he could do, and he did a great job with it. Now they have it. Uh, now they have a big deal. There's only a million, there's just over a million people in the city, mm-hmm. and they attract that many in here in 10 days. It's quite amazing, actually. Yeah. So do they still do the truck wagon races? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a Ugh. big deal. And Guy Week originated that in uh, 1923. It's changed And they a still do it. It's changed a lot. Uh, it's, you know, uh, but it's all over the place. They, uh-huh. they, they have quite a circuit all over Alberta, and they go into the states with it and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I think Cheyenne and all these other areas have it, but it originated here in Calgary. Oh, cool. How about stagecoach racing? They do that? I've never seen it here. Um, I heard they do do it in some places, but I, I actually was at a Wells College University in uh, in New York State, and there was a Wells Fargo stagecoach there, and I got some good pictures beside it. Cool. Cool. When I, cool. I went to Variety Art School there, and there was a, a, sta- a wagon they had there. Now, you you write that you have uh, uh, you've never been a cowboy, but you love the cowboy life. But and, his and family was. His fa- your family was cowboy. You live on a ranch, too, right? My dad was a cowboy, and we lived on the Patrick Burns Ranch. I mentioned his name as one of the big four. Mm-hmm. And uh, we lived on the ranch that they had. He was an amazing uh, gentleman. He owned, uh, he was the wealthiest man of his time, mm. and uh, he made his fortune in the meat industry. His ranching was his true passion, though. He had 700,000 acres, approximately 1,100 sections of land. Wow. And cattle ranches covered the area of southern Alberta where we lived. He boasted about being able to travel from Cochrane, just west of here, to the U.S. border without leaving his land approximately 150 years. Wow. <laughs> and I, 150 miles, pardon me, wow. just a years, whatever. And uh, I lived on that Patrick Burns ranch as a, as a young kid because my dad was a head herdsman on that ranch. Mm-hmm. And that ranch and its surrounding area were later established as Fish Creek Park here in Calgary in 1975. It's one of the largest urban parks in North America. You know, I want to point out this because this, I think this is really neat. Uh, your family owns the XO brand, which is one of the oldest in Canada, and that was originally given by Queen Victoria to Lord Latham in 81 or 82 of the 1800s. Yeah, that's right, Lord Latham in 1812. It's OX brand, it's OX. Yeah. Um, hugs and kisses, we always called it, but we, <laughs> it, it's OX. Everybody says OX, but it, it was always OX for Oxley, oh. and that was the name of his ranch. And that was one of the ranches that Patrick Burns eventually bought during the Depression. Yeah. That's how he got all his land. He would... He had a lot of money, and the bank would phone him and say, these guys are going broke, and he'd, he'd buy the ranches and make deals with them to keep their animals and let them live in their houses and stuff like that for a lot of years. Yeah, he was quite a man. There was a, he was Catholic, and there was a Catholic church that he had painted, and he went to check on the guys, and he noticed the Protestant church across the road had not 
didn't look pretty shabby, so we had them paint that as well. <laughs> Tom Roberts. Quite a man. He's quite Tom, a man. He's, he was uh, considered Alberta's citizen uh, of the century and all this stuff. He's quite a guy. But let me talk about, I want to talk about Trick Whooping because okay. Guy Whittick and Flores Ledoux were both my heroes. I got you. And they had a little dude ranch in Calgary, and they're buried in the High River Cemetery. I've been to their grave site when I go down there. Mm-hmm. And uh, the High River itself has the annual Guy Whittick Rodeo. They're both in the Alberta Horseman Sportsman Hall of Fame. Guy Whittick is both in the Canadian National Rodeos Hall of Fame, and Flores Ledoux is in the National Cowgirl yeah. Museum and is reputed to be the first ever to do uh, perform the trick rope called uh, trick called the Texas Skip. It's pretty amazing, actually. Can you demonstrate for us? I'm sorry. <laughs> Can you do it for us? Can you demonstrate for us? Hey, that's yes, I have done it actually, and I've actually done it. Uh, outside of the house they lived in, because I got an opportunity to go to the to the house they lived in. That was a real honor, and uh, I've done it uh, quite a few times. It's a it's a hard trick for an old fella, but I it's not it's really gentlemen. It's really not what you do; it's how you do it. There you go. Like I build it up. I say this is a trick you never see done by a guy in my price range and <laughs> stuff like that. Yeah. You know. Uh, well, you're and, pretty spry uh, for I a can do it. It's, it's a difficult trick. Uh, it takes a special rope, but I'm learning how to do it with a cowboy rope, uh, which makes it a little bit harder just to give a little something special. And uh, it, it's a really, I really like it. I love the trick rope, and as a matter of fact, it's it's my passion, and I practice almost every day. Todd Roberts, jump in here. Well, Bud, you know, it's a real pleasure to have you on the show, and it's an honor for us. We, we love being able to talk to, uh, we relate to fellas that wear cowboy hats and aren't cowboys, because, you know, we wear I cowboy hats and yourself, we're not cowboys. Todd Roberts. <laughs> no, I speak well, for you. I, I didn't get an opportunity when my parents separated, I moved into town. So I went into construction work and stuff like that, and then I taught myself how to juggle the unicycle, and I got a, I got a clown costume given to me, and I... I did a show for a kid, and I went to library, and I got all, a lot of this knowledge from library books in the beginning, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to be a better clown, so I, I contacted this place that had this clown school, and after they talked to me, they hired me. They wanted, you know, when they found out what I could do, they hired me to teach at it, and my wife was, um, I asked her to do a couple of shows while I was away, and she did, and that was the first time she clowned. That was in 1983 when I started. And in 85, I started dressing up like a cowboy, like everybody does in Calgary, but as a clown. Mm-hmm. And uh, I performed with my wife at the Calgary Stampede on the Kids World stage and different stages for eight years in a row. I did their Stampede breakfasts for them at the shopping centers and had a hoot. And now I travel so, all over the place. And you dragged your daughter, so, Amy, into all of that. Well, so, that's the beauty of it. This is quite yeah. funny that my daughter is into stand-up comedy, and I... Uh, I did my class, the last time I was in clown makeup was in 2013 for a, a special TV thing about the Calgary Children's Festival shutting down because my wife and I had both performed at the festival as clowns, and that was the last time I had my makeup on because I was doing so much of this cowboy stuff, and I grew a mustache. Can you guys see it from there? Yes, yeah. Looks you great. shaved it off. Did you well, thank you. Have you grown and, it this, this last year, my daughter Amy Edgar, the stand-up comic, she did a special event uh, for radio, and but it was performed in front of a live audience, so we dressed in our clown stuff and came out, and it was a hoot. I was very honored to do it, and she's amazing. She makes me laugh, which is hard to do. So, Bud, i got to ask you, is it true what they say about cowboy 
clowns. Wait a minute, what are you talking about here? <laughs> what does they say about cowboy clowns? Yeah. I don't know, I'm asking you, bud. Please, <laughs> tell me. Come on, <laughs> cough it up, bud. Cough it up. Yeah, yeah. cough it up. Well, I just tell people it's not as hard as it looks. It's harder. <laughs> well, you know, this is, this is a good a good point to, to take and explain to people the difference between cowboy clowns and cowboy bullfighting clowns. <laughs> Well, I'll tell you, it's safer to be a cowboy clown and, uh, than it is to be a bullfighter. Yeah. And, and I jokingly tell, like, I work for a lot of these bull riders and stuff because they have special rodeos and special events and stuff like yeah. that. Right. I, and uh, I'm good friends with Ivan Danes, who's a very famous Canadian cowboy singer, and he's in the wall, Canadian Music Hall of Fame, Canadian Rodeo Hall of Fame. I work with him and... And I did a joke for him one time. He introduced me at his event, and I said, you know, people, you know, Ivan was a great bronc rider and all that, and everybody thinks that's dangerous, and everybody thinks the bull riding is dangerous. But I want to tell you right up straight here, the trick roping is the hardest and danger, most dangerous event <laughs> in rodeo, and I'll tell you why that is. When I Just before I get up and they introduce me, people are rushing to their stands and the beer gardens to get out of my way. <laughs> so that's why it's so dangerous, right? You could get trampled. All right. On that note, we're going to take our first commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the okay. West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Our guest is Bud Edgar, uh, cowboy comic and uh, trick roper. We're at the White Stallion Ranch. Be right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Ed Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away, it'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. 
Yes, sir. It's sure been some excitement. Always on the prize, dodging the law. And what for? We ain't done nothing but good. Fighting bandits, rustlers, and outlaws, and helping the helpless. There's been a lot of dirty tricks blamed on us, Grizzly, but we never did. You realize, son, that with all our shooting, we, we ain't never killed anybody? This is the Voices of the West. Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts with you, streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch, just north of Tucson. That's right, the beautiful White Stallion Ranch. And the music that you're listening to is uh, called the Hohokam Polka by the good, I hope I pronounce this correctly, Goachi Fiddlers. You You heard of them, Bunker? No, No, but, you know, speaking of fiddling... We have a guy here on the show today, Bud Edgar, mm-hmm. that is a chicken fiddler. A ch- <laughs> yeah. And I just want to know, Bud, now, right. is, is that is that fiddling with a D or an F? <laughs> Holy moly, it's uh, with a plunger. I have a, a plunger made into a fiddle, and I play. A, I have a chicken on the bow, and when I bring that chicken bow out, I say, this is a pullet surprise. <laughs> it's all, again, when it's not, not what you do, it's how you do it. It's all uh, stick, yeah, stick it and jokes and stuff like that. But uh, it's, a, it's a big part of my act and a popular part of my act. I also do some spur juggling, and I have a little cowboy poetry I do. I have a unicycle with a horse on it. I get kids up there to steal the show, and I love what I do, and I do what I love. Um, The thing I like to do is I dress like a silver screen cowboy. When Uh I get into this, when I get into this, I thought I should pay respect to my hero, Roy Rogers, Uh as well as... Monty Montana, J.W. Stoker, and these other trick ropers, like, they, they all dress like Tom Mix did, right? Mm-hmm. Hey. And I uh, I took my daughter to Disneyland in California, and we went to the Roy Rogers Dale Evans Museum in Victorville, California. Uh, that was actually the year we were there was the year Roy passed away, mm-hmm. and 1998. Uh, and then Dale passed away in 2001. And the Rogers family moved at the museum to Branson, Missouri in 2003 and closed it in 2009. And when I heard they closed uh, the museum, I wrote this poem that I'd like to oh, recite good. for you yes. if I, it's okay with you, you folks. We would like to hear that. Thank you. I was going to ask you. Okay, I call it uh, For Roy Rogers, My Boyhood Hero. And it goes like this. I was a cowboy when Roy Rogers was on TV. When he was riding on Trigger, I was riding on my daddy's knee. You know, it only took us a half an hour to round up the bad guys, and we still had time left to sing happy trails under western skies. Sure, Roy had other sidekicks like Gabby Hayes and Pat Brady. He had Bullet the Wonder Dog, and Dale was his lady. Well, you know, Roy gave us those rider rules so we grew up right. And I want to tell you what the rider rules are. Number one, be neat and clean. Be courteous and polite. Always obey your parents. Protect the weak and help them. Be brave, but never take chances. Study hard and learn all you can. Be kind to animals, take care of them, eat all your food, don't waste any, love God and go to Sunday school regularly, and always respect your flag and country. Yes, he gave us those right of rules so we grew up right, and he even had bed sheets we could dream on at night. Well, they closed down the museum, and Roy and Trigger rode away, but he called me Little Wrangler, and that's what it'll be until my dying day. And at the end, I always say, God bless Roy Rogers, God bless Dale Evans, and God bless their fans. Wow. I just want to point out wow, that's great. that uh, Buck Hilton, that we've had on the show a couple of times, uh, 
you guys got together and put that for music, and he he recorded it, and I think that's really cool. And if I have, uh, I'd love to, I'd love to have met him. Actually, Dale was in Calgary at a cowboy festival when I was down there, and uh, I've, I've I've met some people that know him and have worked with him and and uh, stuff like that. And I understand some of you boys were involved with the Rogers family quite a bit, yeah. as well as Gene Autry and and those other fellows. Yeah. You know, I, I just want to mention something here because I thought this was kind of neat. I was, because you know, I do deep diving on people, and I, I came up with your IMBD track record. It's only one film or one show, but I thought it was so neat because Hudson, you play the comic cowboy, and it's an eight-minute show, which is a spinoff of uh, of uh, oh, what is it? It's my favorite show too. I can't think of it. Uh, High Chaparral. No, 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 no. <laughs> it's it's the one up there in Canada. Uh, Jeepers. A Canadian guy. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. You know, it's it's a, a takeoff from. Oh, Jeepers! I hate that when I do that. It's the one that's been on for twenty years. Uh, oh, Jeepers, Jeepers, Jeepers! Well, Will Rogers was certainly a great. Comedian and Trick Roper, yeah. and I'm not like him, but he was he was very clever. And there's quite a few guys I really respect what Jack Benny could do, and those old timers. Uh, uh, I really like to make fun of myself, and I have a great time, man. This is the best thing I've ever done. I'm living my dream, and I meet a lot of cool people and doing a lot of neat things with my life. Mm-hmm. When did you get involved in uh, doing comedy? Well. That's a good story. That's a good question. I was, I was, when I was a little kid growing up, because my mom and dad had separated, I was a, had a bit of the blues, you know, and was like that. But I had a, I had a father and son thing at my school when I was a kid, and uh, my dad wasn't around, but my mother said, your half-brother, your older half-brother will go with you. And I thought that was really cool. It was so cool, because when we got to this school, he, I had the coolest dad there, but he was, wasn't my dad, but he was a real cowboy. And uh, a real guy, and he said to me, "Come here, I got. To, there's a friend of mine here. This guy's hilarious." And he, he introduced me to this guy, and this guy was telling jokes. And I went, "That's kind of neat." <laughs> and I started doing that, and you know what? It was really neat, and it changed my whole life. And here I am, you know, full of it. <laughs> How cool! You know, you're, you're the only guy I, I've ever heard of that has a trick roping hat. Tell us about that hat. About trick roping. The no, trick, the trick hat. roping hat. Well, I, I'm not sure I heard. I understood everything you said well, you, because of my you, phone connection. But I, you got that. You got your rope connected to your my hat, hat, and and, you and I have fiddle act. I got a new little banjo I play, and I'm always looking for new material. I'm always working on stuff, and I get hired for so many different things. Like I get hired to do a show. I get hired to do strolling act. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I get hired just to be dressed like a cowboy and spin a rope. <laughs> and Calgary is the perfect place for this because when they have a convention in Calgary, everybody says the Stampede. Let's dress up as cowboys. Hmm. So they hire me as a cowboy act. So you know? is all of Calgary like that? I mean, even in uh, oh, let's see, in Tucson, you know, well, we kind of buried our cowboy. Yeah, heritage we buried our sad. cowboy heritage here. But 
There are places. Well, they call this Cowtown, but I think they call it some places in Texas Cowtown. Mm-hmm. Well, they called but, Tucson that at one time. Yeah, but it, it all spun off the Stampede. Everybody dressing up. Yeah. Stampede Week, and the, they put on a lot of things like the shopping center. Put on big breakfasts, and and there's a ton of events. Companies have Chris Stampede parties and mm-hmm. things like that. It's a, it's a ten day celebration of the Western arts. And every they sell a lot of cowboy hats, and everybody <laughs> dresses western and plays the game, and it's all in good fun. And Alberta has a tradition now. There was a a, a guy that was a rich oil man that used to ride in the parade, and he uh, he got a white cowboy hat because that's all he had left. And everybody said, "Hey, that's cool. Where'd you get that white cowboy hat?" And then the mayor of the city said, "This should be." a symbol for us and so when people come to Calgary they give them white cowboy hats they gave one to the Queen they gave one to Prince Charles they gave one to all these movie stars and guys that come into Calgary they welcome them with a white hat huh. ceremony you know, I think so they've got all this little stuff that uh, grows and we're famous for that kind of stuff we have a lot of oil and gas mind you you know and uh, this is this country is full of uh, oil and uh, this province is full of oil and gas as well as a lot of animals and Cattle and pork and a lot of farming and ranching here. Mm-hmm. Calgary's the Calgary's the the uh, office center of of the oil industry, and Edmonton, our capital, is more like the the working. I think, if I'm right, the working sector of the oil industry in Canada and in, yeah. in Alberta. Mm-hmm. You know, I think what Harry was was asking too, though, is like here in Tucson, we have Rodeo Week and they have the parade, and everybody everybody puts their hat and boots on. And then they put yeah. them away for the year, mm-hmm. and because they just—it's just like one week of the year, and then they forget about all of our heritage. And I hope that that doesn't happen up there at Calgary. That they just, you know, celebrate for a week, and then the rest of the year, it's like forget it. Well, we have a football team called the Stampeders after the Stampede. There's a Stampede Hotel and all kinds of all kinds of Western stuff going on here year round. You know, with the conventions and stuff. Because, again, the majority of the conventions that come here want a Western team. Yeah. If you book a convention for the Stampede, they'll put a little rodeo on for you Good. and stuff like that. You know, it's, 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 that's the way it is. And it's a, it's a pretty thing. It's a, you know, cowboys are pretty good guys, I guess, right? There was, a movie, you know? there was a music group from the 1970s called the Stampeders. Did they come from yeah, Calgary? Yeah, I know them. I met them, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And they, they were local guys, and yeah, they did right. okay. And uh, the cute thing was, one of the guys in the band told me, he said, you know, when I was in high school, this guy told me, I was playing football, he said, one of these days you're going to be a Stampeder, because that's the name <laughs> of the Calgary football team. <laughs> and he said, isn't that, isn't that funny, eh? Yeah. No. But yeah, they were great. They were great. And uh, they're still around, as far as I know, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm Canadian, Canada has a few uh, musical acts uh, that you guys may have heard of, you know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. You, you, I understand you're liked by the egg farmers of America. Now, how does somebody become liked by the egg farmers of America? <laughs> I'm not sure I understood that. I, okay. I've got a bad phone connection. I oh, apologize. Okay. I'm sorry about that. I would just, I understand that you are liked by the egg farmers of America. And my question is, how does someone become liked by the egg farmers of America? Oh, I'm not sure how that happened, but I did some events for the uh, for the egg the egg farmers uh, one time. Uh, they called them what they call them egg growers or chicken growers or some chicken farmers. Anyway, I do a lot of neat conventions for agricultural societies, and 
They love my chicken jokes on my fiddle. They, they, they were quite impressed with that. Because I ended by saying, wasn't that poultry in motion? No. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, we got to use that one. <laughs> but I, I, I'll tell you, that, to be honest with you, I got a bad back from all the jokes I've stolen, but I sure know a good joke when I steal one. You there, know? You there you go. Yeah. Who, hey. who, who was it, Todd, the uh, comedian? Who, oh, who Milton else? Burrow never milked. Well, well, Milton Milt. Burrow was Uncle, the ultimate, Uncle, ultimate yeah. thief. Uncle Milty. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he yeah, admitted he, it. Yeah, he was unabashedly uh, admitted it, and in fact, uh, you know, uh, sometimes when he'd get up from the table, uh, if there were comics at the table, one comic would say, "Fellas, uh, look through your uh, look through your uh, your notes. pockets. <laughs> yeah, look through look through your pockets for your joke notes." You know, if you, if you hear a good yeah. joke, you probably told it. <laughs> yeah, 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 he stole it. Yeah, yeah, oh, good. Well, uh, I I love uh, you know. Some of the stuff that's, uh, you know, around is just amazing, you know. Do you have a... They're great comedians, and, and Jack Benny was my one of my heroes for sure. Oh, he yeah. made fun of himself, and yeah. I told these guys one time about George Burns and Gracie Allen, and their opener was, and this, this put yeah. the, the, the spin on the whole thing. George Burns would walk on stage, and Gracie would be kissing some guy on the stage, <laughs> eh? Yep. <laughs> you know this? And then when, when she left, George would say, who's that? She'd say, I, I don't know, I thought you knew him. <laughs> <laughs> what a great team they were. That was like that was like the, the icing on the cake. That showed who they were. Yeah. And it's I'll tell you what I do when I steal. when I get introduced, everybody wants to say I did this, I did that, I did this, but yeah. I just say, No, let's do this. Just please say, Bud Edgar played Cowboy as a kid, wanted to be one when he grew up. But he never grew up, but he's still playing cowboy. There you go. Now, we're going to take our next commercial break here on Emil Franzi's The Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts with you. Our guest is Bud Edgar. We'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year, we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club is one of the best-kept economic secrets in town. This 900-member group maintains one of the finest shotgun shooting ranges in the country, featuring trap, skeet, five-stand, and sporting clays fields, and hosts national and international events that bring thousands of people and millions of dollars into our community. The Spring Satellite Grand American Tournament alone involves 1,200 participants for 10 days. Learn more about this and their other contributions to our community at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Hey, this is Robert Fuller, uh, G.S. Harper from Laramie, and we're listening to the Voices of the West. We are back. 
back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker to France, Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Our, go- our guest is uh, Bud Edgar, cowboy ke- uh, comic. Joker and Trick Roper. Jo- Joker, Trick Roper. You know, I used to do all this stuff for a living. It's amazing that what a living it was. <laughs> <laughs> now, yeah. Bud, now, Bud I, I, I see that your wife, Sheila, also yeah. entertains, and um, uh, she she's a... Uh, uh, She's a ventriloquist, so are we sure that we're talking with you and not via her? Oh, she's got her finger up his back. <laughs> I tell people, uh, I say, my wife is a ventriloquist, and then I pause and say, just a minute, she made me say that. She <laughs> 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 uh, is cool. very, very gifted. And I've seen her, some of your videos of her. She's good, yes. And she does a, she, this is a joke now, this is a cool joke. She had a little, she has a little monkey mm-hmm. that was her original puppet, and when she started doing cowgirl stuff, because she was a cowgirl in Saskatchewan and rode a horse to school as a kid. Oh. But anyway, she, uh, she would call her, her little puppet, Monkey Montana. Her <laughs> 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 name, Monty Montana. And yeah, we met, I met him. At the 1991 trick roping convention that was held at the Will Rogers Ranch in Los Angeles, and I told Monty Monty Montana that I said my wife has a, a puppet. She's a ventriloquist, and she calls that puppet Monty Montana, Monkey Montana. And he smiled. He said, "Come here, honey. Come here." He said, "Tell this. Tell my wife this. He loved it. He loved it. He just so, thought it was hilarious." So, and a lot of people didn't get it, but you know, it was an inside joke. So, did you do any studying of Will Rogers as you were developing your uh, trick roping? Um, well, I yeah, I've studied him. I mean, I've seen in movies and stuff. He's a, he was an amazing trick roper. He yeah, absolutely one was of the, one of the best. Um, Yes, indeed. But the best in the world was considered to be Francesca, uh, just a minute, Orpezio, just a minute, Vincetti Orpezio, who was a Mexican that, Bill, mm-hmm. that was in the Buffalo Bills Wild West show. Mm-hmm. And Will Rogers actually saw him at the Chicago World Fair back in the day. Mm-hmm. And Will Rogers was very inspired by him. And when Will Rogers put his Wild West show together, Vincetti Orpezio recommended that he hire Flores Ledoux to be yes. in that show. Yes. The, you know, and uh, stuff like that. He uh, he was Mexican. He could write. He could write his name with with a rope and stuff like that. He was considered the best. I did meet. I did meet and get to know Vince Bruce from England, who was a really the fantastic trick roper. He oh, was written yeah. into the Will Rogers Folly Show by Tommy Toons, and he was on Broadway as the featured trick roper in that show for two years in a row on Broadway. He's in the Guinness Book of Records for doing. Thousands of Texas skips. He's it's just incredible amount of stuff he did. One of the last shows he had, he did, even though he had cancer, he was on stage at Carnegie Hall with James Taylor, and James Taylor was singing a song, and he was trick roping to it. Hmm. He was amazing. Anybody that trick ropes, and there's some good ones out there now. I'll tell you that. Mm-hmm. But anybody with trick ropes has a lot of respect for for Vince Bruce and what he could do. What he other... was an English kid. He just had a neighbor that was a cowboy, and he worked at it. What and other... they brought him over to America to be a halftime show for the Globetrotters back in the day. Ah, uh, yeah. What what what, what, uh, what other cowboy poetry do you do? What other cowboy poetry do I do? Mm-hmm. Do you uh, do you write more poetry, or just, just that one? Oh, here's a little one I did. That's the Roy Rogers one's probably my best, but I do one about my dad, and I can lay it on you here. It's uh, 
My dad had a lot of cows. He had a lot of kids. He asked him about his uh, cows. He could give you his history. But if you asked him about a kid, he'd be a mystery. You know, um, to me, his cows all looked the same, but I remember times he couldn't remember my name. <laughs> uh, now, I ain't making this up. If you don't believe me, you ask my sister, the one he called Buttercup. <laughs> But that's the way my dad was. That's the way a lot of guys were in those days. Yeah, so, you know, yeah, you had yeah. to look, put food on the table, right. and you had livestock to look after, you know? Yeah. A good friend of mine on Facebook, uh, Carter Link, uh, showed some pictures of him out feeding cattle, and I remember those days, eh? In the wintertime, and uh, getting the hay out there, and I, I posted it on one of my Facebook pages saying, this is what Carter was doing today. It's fun to look at from a nice, warm living room on your computer, isn't it? <laughs> you know? Hey, tell us, tell us uh, uh, Carmel Gowan, lady champion. Carmel Gowan, yeah. I yeah. met her. Yeah, I, I met her, about her. Uh, at, a, at, a, at a fair I did. Many years ago, she was the best female trick roper that I'm aware of. She was worked with Gene Autry in his show at one time, his traveling show. She was on Captain Kangaroo. She told me she performed at the Calgary Stampede in, I think it was 1956 or something like that. And her the opening for the Stampede that year was Frank Sinatra Jr. Mm. And she was an amazing trick roper. Uh, she did some amazing stuff. She knew Vince. I used to write her, and I've lost touch with her. I'm sure she passed away. But she was uh, just incredible, the stuff she could do. She mm. could spin three ropes at a time. Can wow. you spin three ropes at a time? She could take her shoe. She had a thing where she spit a rope with her toe, yeah. and it was not a swivel. <laughs> I can do one with my mouth, but I have a swivel in it. And these guys that do tricks like that, but they have swivels in their ropes. And she also uh, two ropes, and it's just incredible stuff. Just incredible stuff. Yeah, right. I saw her at a fair. I saw her act, and I told her I loved her, and I really liked what she did, and that I was trying to trick rope. And she came... When she did her second show, she said, oh, this is Bud. He does some trick work, but I want to do something for him. And she did a bunch of knots just for me, like flipping knots and stuff like that. Oh, wow. And she told me, now this is a connection, she told me she wrote Guy Wiedek when he was around about trick work, and he sent her some information. Mm. And that's how she got into it. Oh, wow. Mm. Uh, do you ever, are you familiar with the Mexican charria, you know, the Mexican rodeo? It's all the rope. I'm familiar with Thomas Garcinero, probably the best Mexican trick roper around. You, you, uh, bud, 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 hello. I met him at the Canadian final rodeo when they had it in Edmonton. Uh, back in Indiana, I was talking to him, and he's incredible. <clears throat> Bud, you're getting, we're all we're all garbled, Bud. Can you slow down for some? Maybe we can straighten this out. Yeah, there was something going on with the phone system there. I'm not sure exactly what. Um, try uh, hello, one, two, three. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you Still what. Still can't hear you, Bud. Still can't I'll hear. I'll tell you. you what. I'm going to call you back. Okay, and we'll do that. Put you on another yeah. line here. Yeah, stand stand by here, and hang uh, on. I will give him a call back. In the meantime, Bunker, you entertain everybody. Okay, well, let me see. What can we talk about here? I'll talk about Bud. Let's see all the stuff that I... All these tons of notes I got that I haven't used yet. Okay, oh, this phone is busy. Okay. Well, let's see. We know he dresses like an old-time cowboy, screen cowboy. Uh, did a lot of Western variety shows. Trick roping hat. That's, uh, we didn't really clear that up, but I saw videos... And he's got this swivel on the top of his hat, uh -huh. and, he, and he, he he moves in a circle. But you get this, and the audience seems to just eat it up. Kind kind of, kind of like 
and I'm going to be gross here, but kind of like some of the, the women you might see doing the uh, the tassels. Oh, except on a different part of the body. Yeah. Yes. Okay. You know, he, he, he's done a lot of master ceremony stuff. He does Western humor and lore. Oh, there's one thing here. Let me see if I can find it here because I wanted to. Yeah. And he did uh, a video, and it's the last marker of the old McLean Trail, mm-hmm. and uh, Gordon McIver dedicated it to Bill Dunn. It's just a short little video, but it's really interesting because the McLean Trail uh, was one of the major uh, cattle shipping trails, mm-hmm. and apparently uh, this one fella, he, he fixed up one of the signs on it because they were in disrepair, and he got inspired to do them all. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Yeah. All right, now we should. Hi there. There we go. Now much, much better. Okay, what were we talking about? We were about? talking about charias. And charias. Go ahead. Yeah, sorry. Uh, you can hear me now, right? I yeah, have a bad We got you. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, the Vaquero and uh, Carlos and those guys were the original cowboys, as you probably know. They were the ones that were on the trail rides in the beginning. They trot the, took the roping and stuff to the American cowboys. They had the horses way before they did, and they did all the fancy roping and stuff. Mm-hmm. The majority of the guys they claim on the first cattle drives were either Mexican, Charles, Vaqueros, or slaves that had been freed and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of credit given to the Mexican cowboy for the cowboy, you know. They, they, the stuff. they brought cattle up into Canada and stuff like that. They're the, the foundation days. of cowboy. Yeah, incredible, incredible. It's a whole lifestyle. Yeah. You know? Todd Roberts, jump in there. Well, you know, Bud, I have to say that is it, do you find it harder to, what would be, what was harder for you to perfect the roping or being able to keep the jokes going and keep the people laughing? Well, Will Rogers was the one who, who I learned from in the sense he was a good trick roper, but if he made a mistake, he did a joke, and then he realized, hey, they're gonna laugh. That's a different. That's a different part of it. And I've learned to relax. I used to get tense about it, and I'm really not a good trick roper. I'll be honest with you. I don't think I am. Some people think I am, but I'm not confident with what I do. But I, I just relax, and if I make a mistake, then I get a joke out of it. Mm-hmm. And the majority of what I do is is to build the audience up. I start with a 50 foot rope. And I, I, I get it going, I explain this is 50 foot, and then I get the loop going, I say, big enough or bigger, and the audience starts yelling, bigger, and I get them warmed up with that kind of stuff. <laughs> and uh, there's a, I get a kid up, I get a kid up on, uh, on the stage, and I get them under the loop with me, and a lot of people want to just get a picture of me, it's been on what's called a wedding ring, and they come in under the loop, and they get a picture with a guy dressed like a cowboy, and go. that seems to work. I got little ropes that have little swivels in it that kids can do, and people can use and stuff like that and uh, and that's that's more what I do than the actual standing out there like if you go to a rodeo and see a trick roper you know um, they're trick ropers they're guys that just do trick roping I just don't do trick roping I had a guy hire me for these five Wild West shows and I explained I just need a platform I can perform on and I'll do comedy and trick roping and he wasn't sure until I did it and then he loved it and it worked really well in the last convention I did for him there's 800 people and he told me, I, he didn't want me to do 10 minutes. I went, all right, I was doing 15. <laughs> I had to figure out how to do it, but I did it, and it worked beautiful. And then I walked around to meet people later, and, you know, I got lots of compliments and all kinds of stuff, and it's beautiful that way. 
How cool. We're going to take our final commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Bunker de France, and Todd Roberts are with you. We're streaming live from the White Stallion Ranch. Our guest is Bud Edgar, comedy cowboy and trick roper. Be back right back. Arizona, the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were filmed. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Ev Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management where we manage money for gun owners. When people turn 50, something miraculous happens. They start to get serious about retirement planning. They've done very well so far and want to be certain they power into the retirement they've earned. Let me guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Besides bringing millions a year into this community with national and international events, the Tucson Trap and Skeet Club at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway services the local shooting sports community with a 380-acre site featuring trap, skeet, five stand, and two sporting clays fields, as well as a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, which all is available to local shooters, and soon an archery range. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSkeet.com or take a drive out west of town and see it for yourself. New members or single-day use, welcome. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horses Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horses Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horses Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horses Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horsesatoroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horsesatoroundrescue.org. You know, these Arizona cows are so different. Back in New York, we don't fight cows. We just milk them. <laughs> this is the Voices of the West. We're 
we're back. <laughs> oh, voice to the West. Harry <laughs> Alexander, Bunker to France. Todd Roberts with you. Bunker's uh, attempting to play the piano there. The air piano. <laughs> the air piano. He's pretty good at it, actually. Uh, Knuckles O'Toole is tickling the ivories there oh, with a tone called Canadian capers. Oh. And I don't know if that means Canadian little we'll onion thingies the or... Yeah, it's not uh, <laughs> I, you know, Before we go on, I want to I wanna congratulate... Our guest is Bud Edgar, by the way. Uh, I want to congratulate Mr. Edgar for 40 years of performing as of 2023, wow. which means he's entering his 41st year of entertainment. My goodness sakes. That's wow. accomplishment. It beats the heck out of working for a living. Yeah, well, I tell people I'm just doing this to mom and dad to make a little money ranching. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> that's how it goes, yeah. How funny. <laughs> just a minute here. There we go, you see? Yeah. See? There you go. <laughs> That was my harmonica. I want you gentlemen just see if you can name a song. I can't play on the harmonica here. That's oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Which one? Oh yeah. Oh, is that the song by the Outhouse Quartet? That's right. That is a song I can't play on the harmonica. <laughs> see how easy that was. <laughs> oh my god. Should have one that I couldn't play, and you just hit it just like that. <laughs> Can somebody give him five bucks? I haven't got any money on me. Yeah, no, I don't either. He gets a little something in his pay envelope at the oh, end of the week. I know something I wanted. I wanted to ask you because I was reading reading up on you, and I guess uh, you went to a concert and saw Steve Martin, and that had a very oh, mark wow. on your life. It changed <laughs> oh my it. God. Yeah. Before he was famous, and he was opening for the Nitty Gritty Dirt Band, oh, wow. and he blew me away with his juggling, and when I oh, quit smoking yeah. in 1983, I said I should learn how to juggle. Uh-huh. And there you go, I went from there to unicycling, wow. and, and there I am talking to you guys, this is great. Wow, well, yeah, we're the big time not. <laughs> so it changed my life, this whole this whole uh, quitting smoking and yeah. smartening up and you know working at things, and the, the economy crashing and me getting into entertaining. Yeah. I tell people I'm in the middle of nine kids, which is a true story, yeah. and I just need the attention, you know? <laughs> well, I also understand that Shel Silverstein is one of your heroes. Oh, what a yeah. talented man. Oh, yeah, he was, he was amazing. He was amazing, yeah. My wife, yeah. Uh, my wife uh, knew Shel. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. <laughs> I can't tell any more about the story because... I, I, I'll tell you, you know, growing... Oh, but he was an incredible artist in so yes, many ways, yes, in so was. many levels. Yeah. And uh, yes, indeed, and yes, indeed. Yeah, he says, you have a magic carpet, take you anywhere to Spain or Maine or Africa, you just tell it where. That's so right. where he lets you take you to where you've never been before, right. or where you buy some drapes That's to match and use it on your floor. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I grew up on Stuff show. like that. He, I loved him. I still do. I still enjoy listening to his stuff and watching his stuff and... Mm-hmm. That I also like Rodney Dangerfield is a funny guy <laughs> oh, and, and weird, but he's funny. Why I use some of his lines like yeah. "comedy's in my blood." I just wish it was in my act. <laughs> <laughs> Stuff like that. I always love that Harry treats me with no respect at all. Yeah, you know that, that, that's something about those old style comedians. And that's what skills. you what you do as well, Bud, is that the jokes are jokes. They're you know you. You denigrate yourself, but not other people. Not you know, unless you need to, but the, the, like Don Rickles always did. Yeah. But, but the point being, yeah, well, he was good at that. But, exactly. but no, I when I got into clowning, I 
I said, this is for the kids. Yeah, and, yeah. you know, I love kids, and I always have, and I've been good with kids. I've been lucky that way. I'm gifted. Um, I'm gifted in a lot of ways, but my mother was great with kids, obviously. You were and, a kid um, once. <laughs> I, always, I always worked to get the kid to be the star of the show. I got mm-hmm. a little magic horseshoe trick mm-hmm. that I, I try to do and I can't do, and I get the kid to come up, and while he's, I get him to hold his hand out, I fix it so he takes his ring off, these horseshoes, eh? <laughs> but I'm standing there, he's behind me, and I'm telling everybody, don't laugh at him, he's not going to be able to do it, you know? And the kid's back, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And it's, you know, stuff like that. And um, I, I did a lot of Kids World exhibitions. I was in a lot of Kids Worlds uh, performing, including Ottawa down east. And I went to the Maritimes and was in different Kids Worlds and stuff like that. Hmm. And I did children's festivals. And it means a lot to me to be able to work with kids like that. All right. All right, bud. We're running, uh, getting close to the end of the program. It is time for a shameless promotion. And so what are you up to? Your deeds of valor coming up. Well, I want to give you my website address and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I'm please. at buddy.ca, dot ca for Canada. Uh, I've got a Facebook page, Bud Edgar, the Comedy Cowboy, uh, and i got one Joker Trick Roper. I've got a YouTube channel that's got only like 173 videos on it or something like that. I saw most Because I'm uh, into that kind of stuff. Yep. I love creating that kind of stuff. And uh, I've got a roadie that takes pictures of me and video of me so I can watch them and learn how to be a little better. And I'm trying to be the best guy I can, you know? Most it excellent. It means a lot to me to be able to do this. I consider myself very, very blessed with everything I've been given and uh, all the things I can do. All right, And the bud. friends I've made. All right, bud. It's been what? great. What what is your favorite western, Bud Edgar movie? What? My favorite western movie would have to be the old Roy Rogers series. You know, okay. uh, I can't say. Let me think. I like the For- Unforgiven that was shot in Alberta. A good friend of mine who was my best man, Per Asplund, worked on the sound on that. The one Academy Award for the sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was filmed at a place down here, uh, south of town, near High River. And uh, that's where they shoot a lot of movies, and they've got some amazing uh, sets down there and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So that would be the uh, Unforgiven would be my favorite, I guess. I have, this is the burning that question that I've been saving for the end of the show. <laughs> how, is, how is the food at Nick's Steak and Pizza? <laughs> He was a good friend of mine, and he passed away, and I hadn't drank for seven years, but I had a toast in his honor with his brother at his funeral, and I used to go in there, and he'd buy me lunch because i tell him jokes, and one day he gave me lunch, and I had to get up and get my own ketchup. I come back to the table, I said to Nick, I said, Nick, you can't complain about the service in here. There isn't any. <laughs> See, it's that like, was his favorite joke. See, it's you know, like, like I go into these long, detailed jokes about different things, and yeah. he'd love them, and, and that. But that turned out to be his favorite joke, and then I go in and see him. He says, and he was getting old. He says, you can't complain about the... Um, what is it again? Uh, uh, the people are working here. <laughs> the service, yeah, but you know, and, and stuff like that. But he was a beautiful man, and the food is amazing. They have a very good reputation, and if I keep talking about him, I might get a free steak sandwich out of him or there something. You there oh, you okay, go. Okay, so you're going to need to come down to Tucson and uh, I'd love to and do a I'd love show. To. My good friend is my good friend is uh, an ex Mountie. I walk with. He's heading back to Arizona. He mm-hmm. he uh, has a place near Phoenix mm-hmm. and golfs his uh, golfs himself crazy. 
Well, come on. Uh, you got to come down. to book him in. Come, yeah, come on down to the White Stallion Ranch here, man. It's a it's a guest ranch, and uh, you you would be one hell of a hit. I, I guarantee that. Well, I'd love to do it. If you send a limo um, or a Learjet, you know. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, I worked in Dubai, United Arab Emirates, at an American-built theme park in a Caribbean country, in a Caribbean, in an Arab country with a Caribbean theme park. Oh. It was really funny, and I was a cowboy clown, so. Excellent. I could do anything now, I think. I mm-hmm. think so. Uh, but, Edgar, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. It's been a, a real hoot. pleasure. Real hoot. Real hoot. And uh, Todd Roberts, thanks for finding this man, Bud Edgar. Well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer there are no accidents. <laughs> and uh, those of yeah. us who love the cowboy way uh, are going to find each other one way or another. There Usually you go. it's it's ramming into each other trying to come in or out of the bathroom <laughs> in the back of a bar. When you're got your head here, you had too many beers, you can't hold your head up. Yeah, know that feeling. All right. And you don't dare shake yeah. hands because they might oh, be Oh, don't do that. All right. Uh, that's it for this edition of Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Next time we get together, yes, we have a very special guest. His name is Chris Christofferson. Not that one. We're going to leave it at Chris Christofferson. 78. 79. ADOs, you trick ropers out. Oops, you dropped your rope. Pick it up. (laughs) So long, everybody. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzing's Voices of the West. 